hustle, pay the price. Want a slice? Got to roll the dice. That's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice? Got to roll the dice. That's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, I'm married to this gang. That's who I made my wife. Said I'd die alone. I told that she probably right. One thing that's for sure, not a stranger to this life. Got a safe that's full of Franklin's and a shoulder full of stripes. I don't know it like myself. I say self-made, meaning I design myself. County jail fade, you can pull my foul yourself. Spot rays, swallow rocks, I'm getting high myself. Nah, damn right, I like the life I built. I'm from West Side 60, and I might got killed. Standing so tall, they think I might got stills. Legendary baller like Mike, like Will. 96 Impala, thug life on wheels. Up against the wall, squabble at Fox Hills Like a mother boss, ask me how I feel Successful street, touching them first meals Whoa. All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle pay the price Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life Welcome to the very first episode of the Pack Life Podcast, audio only, where we will now be coming to you Tuesday weekly, giving you a breakdown of Monday Night Football, all the action from the Sunday football, <laughs> and in addition to that, previews for Thursday Night Football. Yes, sir. I will be your host, Damon Geis, and I'm here with family. <laughs> I see what you did there. Facts. <laughs> You got Yeah, we got Bruiser here today, ready to break down some NFL football. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we will start off in New Orleans. The best game of the weekend. Best game of the weekend. Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Thomas. Hmm. The Saints walked out with a game winner on the leg of Will Lutz, 30-28, after Deshaun Watson took two throws downfield, one to DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And one to Kenny Stills to take the lead. But he gave Drew Brees too much time. One timeout, 37 it's seconds. It's 37 seconds too much time. 37 seconds. <laughs> I looked at it, man, and I was like, hey, I don't know. And Drew Brees comes out, boom, Mike Thomas. Boom, Mike Thomas. Boom, Ted Ginn. Mm-hmm. Will Lutz, all they have to do is get to the 40. Career high for Will Lutz, 58 yards. Like it was nothing. Let's talk about that, man. What are your biggest takeaways? Takeaways, takeaways. Well, on the same side of the ball on defense, I'm not ready to throw in, going to panic alert with the defense, not just yet. Maybe with P.J. Williams, but that's been a recurring thing with him for these past three seasons. But it is week one. And for the Saints, this is their first time winning a week one game since 2013. So it's been five, six long years. So it's, an, it's, also, it's a good win. But on the defensive side of the ball, we were missing Sheldon Rankins and our interior with Daniel. Ah. Uh, David Alimati is out for a uh, suspension. And it's also week one. Uh, they're getting conditioning in, getting uh, game ready, uh, getting ready for the NFL season. So I'm not ready to go, don't go into panic mode yet with the Saints defense. But, um, hmm, Saints offense, a little careless with the ball. Drew Brees out of character in the first half. However, he got he got it right in the second half, went crazy. Um, and he also got Kamara, guys, the uh, playmakers involved, Kamara, Michael Thomas, Latavius Murray got the ground game going and got the big tight end acquisition, Jared Cook going. So 
second half, the Saints went crazy. Jared Cook, he did look very good. Just a bigger target. Um, someone to take the pressure off Mike Thomas down the middle of the field. That's yep. something we didn't see enough of last year. Um, adding on to what you said about the Saints office, I do think at some point in the season they still will need to make an acquisition getting a receiver who can take the top off the defense. Um, mm. I just don't believe Ted Ginn is still that. But when you look at what they have now, I'm, I'm still of the belief that they can be at the top of the NFC. You look at Mike Thomas, 10 catches, 123 yards. And, of course, he warrants the defense attention in the red zone as well as Kamara. So you look at those two guys, they didn't even score. Uh, you yep. know. Taysom Hill is the ultimate red zone weapon. <laughs> um, Latavius Murray was able to get one from 30 the yards out flex untouched. Yep. So, you you know, Drew Brees was able to make a touchdown throw outside of the pocket. So when you have number nine under center, especially a guy who's able to go ahead and get you in field goal range with 37 seconds left, you know, it's not easy. And you have to believe. I do believe, you know, if you were that, you know, rank the quarterbacks in the NFC, you would have to go ahead and put Drew Brees number one. Um, and once you have a quarterback that's that elite at the top of that conference, you always have a chance. So with those playmakers, the rapport he has with Sean Payton, I still believe you know the Saints will be there. And we'll see how they stack up against the Rams this week. But let's talk about the Texans. Making those trades with the Dolphins and acquiring Carlos Hyde. Yeah, they were they were playing great. Hyde and Johnson, little – um couple of penalties on them, false starts, but they still getting acclimated to the Bill O'Brien offense. Mm-hmm. You know, I do want to bring up a tweet that I saw from you. Me? When did Lar- Laramie Tussle <laughs> become a, a great left tackle? I, I said the same thing. Yeah, the, it's the sports media hype. I know Tussle's a good player. I believe he's out of Ole Miss, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Out of Ole Miss. Yeah, the uh, draft turmoil. A, yeah, the when, the, the, um, when the footage came out on him, but... I believe the sports media hyped up Larry Laramie Tunsil. I believe he's a great, he's a good tackle, but say he's the upper echelon, up and coming best tackles. There's Tyrone Smith, Tyrone Armstead, Trent Williams. He's not playing right now, but he's still good. Mm-hmm. Um, what's a uh, Raiders right tackle acquisition? Another one right tackle they just got from the Patriots. Uh, slipping my mind right now. I think, but I know uh, the Giants actually acquired Nate Soldier, Nate Soldier too. People believe is a pretty good uh, tight end. I think his last name's Cannon for the Raiders. Oh, Marcus Cannon. Marcus Cannon. Mm -hmm. So, like, one of the uh, elite tackles, but I don't think uh, Tunsil's that yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, that shows when uh, he gave up a critical uh, sack when. When the the Saints defense got there and had forced pressure on Deshaun Watson late in in, the fourth quarter. Hmm. Now, I do want to give hats off to Bill O'Brien. I've been pretty heavy on Bill O'Brien. I do want to say that. Um, since week one of last year, he had a call against the Patriots where he said it's not my job. But <laughs> just seeing how he took, you know. Well, he still had some coaching errors. Called a timeout to then to challenge it, and he lost both his timeouts in the first did, half. He did, but I believe when you're going against someone with the stature of Sean Payton in the Monday night football game on the road. I and like that what crazy I saw. New Orleans crowd. I, I like yep. what I saw. Um, you know, the call early with Deshaun Watson to keep that quarterback and he took it all the way to the end zone. Um, not being, you know, passive-aggressive, you know, putting the ball, taking the ball downfield, going straight to Nuke mm-hmm. um, when you need to. You know, that's what I like to see. Um, uh, we got to uh, give Deshaun Watson his credit, though. He, he's pushing for that, uh, trying to get out of Tier B. 
Oh, he is. He is. He's breaking. I, I he's, think that was he's baller. A, that was a very good start, but it doesn't hurt when, and I might, I might be ready to go with this. <laughs> the best receiver in the league. Nope. Uh, I might be ready to give him that title. He had multiple drops this game, and he had I saw his career goals. He posted on social media and zero drops, and he had Started three or four. Started the game with two drops. Yeah, yeah so but he's up touch, there for sure. Two he the best. Eight receptions, 111 yards, and a suplex. <laughs> it's not bad. I think to start the season, yeah, he's the uh, – I can't even say undisputed because the other receivers had good games. Sammy Watkins had a good Sammy game. Watkins, but and as other far receivers. as those elite guys, you know, A.B. didn't play – uh, Julio was kind of you know iffy against Xavier Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm if I'm doing my top five rankings and I'm basing off where I started them to start the season, I'd say Julio and AB slide down, and DeAndre Hopkins I and agree. Mike Thomas slide up. I agree. What about that Texans defense though? JJ Watt didn't have a hurry or a quarterback pressure on Breeze. Is that just credit to Ryan Ramchek and that Saints O line, or is JJ Watt teetering towards getting out of his prime? Well, shout out to my boy Jadavian Clowney who landed his first sack. I think he may be the reason that they're starting to, you know, not be as aggressive on that, you know, pass rush mm-hmm. size. That's something that Houston prides themselves on defense. That's a big reason they felt they they didn't need to bring back Tyran. They brought back Aaron Colvin, but as we saw, he got bombed deep by mm-hmm. Ted Ginn, which almost cost them the game. So mm-hmm. when you look at that Texans defense, um, trading Jadavian Clowney, not knowing what else you have on that side of the ball is it looks like it's going to come down to hurt them now i do believe with deshaun watson and deandre hopkins and those weapons on offense they'll be able to go ahead and win the division but as far as you know being one of those true competitors in the afc mm-hmm. against kansas city and brady mm-hmm. if you don't have a pass rush that's true you're not getting to those guys and you're not going to cause pressure and with the weapons now brady has and uh Mahomes, we know what he can do with Travis Kelsey and mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, now Sammy Watkins. Um, I just don't see the Texans being there all the way at the end. Before we get off this uh, Texans-Saints game, I had a tweet. I tweeted something last night, and I, I think more teams should adapt this strategy. So rather than running out the clock, and you know how they try to run out the clock and they kick the field goal, go up by three or six, so the other teams get a chance to score. Mm-hmm. Not in today. I think in today's NFL, teams got to be more aggressive and throwing it on first down, throwing it on third downs or second and second downs instead of just running out the clock more and, and attempt to get a first down, don't get it, and just kick the field goal and get have time left for the other team to go down there and score. So that's what the Saints did. They ran it three straight times, kicked the field goal, and Deshaun Watson on two plays go down there and score. Well, then Saints get the ball back in three, three, four plays go down there and score in thirty-seven seconds. So I think in today's NFL, we need more aggression rather than trying to waste the clock because. If we're going to a team with these top, with these uh, heavy NFL offenses like the Chiefs, the Texans, and the Saints, you got to be more aggressive and not, can't, can't get the ball back into the hands of these great quarterbacks. Well, that's something that stood out to me. That you Now it's funny that you bring that up because I thought the Saints came out too aggressive in the NFC Championship when they threw the ball to Mike Thomas on the first down. Okay. Of course, they had to run it on second down. This is after the, the Gin Bomb. Yes. Okay, okay, before the uh, the controversy right. penalty. Okay. So they run the ball on second down. The Rams use a timeout. Then they throw the ball, the no call, mm-hmm. and the Rams save a timeout. So it was just kind of funny to me how the Saints came out again with that approach um, to not be aggressive, mm-hmm. and it almost cost them the game. So I, I'm with you. I definitely believe teams need to go ahead and start putting their, th- their foot on the mm-hmm. throats of other teams and go ahead and sealing it because, you know, there's not many elite 
quarterbacks, but but in today's NFL though, it's, you it seems like almost yeah, almost every team offense is dynamic, rather mm-hmm. except for like a handful of teams that aren't. Right, and it's is very much more out of the hands of the quarterbacks now that you can cha- challenge uh, pass interference. Mm-hmm. It's something that those guys are going to be willing to take that chance and see what happens. So I'm with you on that 100%. Facts, DJX. <laughs> now, moving on to our other Monday night football game, the Raiders. The black hole. Are they back for real? Knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> John are, Gruden. Are they serious? John Gruden. <laughs> Derek Carr, Tyrell Williams, not Antonio Brown, mm, Tyrell Williams, and Josh Jacobs. What a coming out party for the Raiders. Coming out ahead. party for their rookies, Abrams, uh, Cleveland Farrell, and Josh Jacobs. Hard knocks, man. <laughs> you look at the Raiders, they were able to come out on top against their AFC West rival, yep. Denver Broncos. Um, when I look at this game, you know, for me, I I was still, I still picked the Raiders, even with the news of, a B departing. I'm just not sold on Denver. Um Oh yeah. I'm with you now. With Joe Flacco, I just I know what I'm getting. And <laughs> Derek Carr, we've seen him have an MVP season. Mm-hmm. Of course him losing Antonio Brown, you know, things didn't look too good, but he came out there, he got the ball out quick. Um twenty two for twenty six, two fifty nine, one touchdowns and zero interceptions against that defense. Good game. Not all credit. The Broncos defense didn't look as good, but you have to believe that somewhat on the fact of the Raiders were able to keep a balanced offensive attack with getting Josh Jacobs, their rookie running back out of Alabama, mm-hmm. 23 carries for 85 yards and two touchdowns. You had Tyrell Williams, and that was the thing that stood out to me the most. Derek Carr wasn't forcing the ball to one guy. If you look at the stats, he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different receivers with a ball caught. You cannot say that one time last year. <laughs> In addition to that, he had two guys with plus five catches, Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller. So when I look at the Raiders, no, this may not be a team that is going to be there in December with a chance to make the playoffs. I doubt it. Um, we know what their defense is, a bunch of young guys, and we're not sure if they're going to be able to put it together. But as far as what they're setting out to do, I think John Gruden, within his 10 years, is bringing in guys who believe in what he's trying to install. And I see them finishing third in their division. Um, like I said, I'm not too <laughs> sold on Denver. I know what Joe Flacco is. Is it just week one? Because usually the Monday night week one games, the, the team that's not expected to win usually wins. Seen that in some cases in the previous years. I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to uh, give out on Denver just yet because they do have a future Hall of Famer in Von Miller and uh, a great corner in Chris Harris Jr. It's just yeah, Bradley Chubb. Yeah, I, feel I just you. think it's just week just week one against a divisional opponent. It's always tough, so I'm not ready to count out the Broncos just yet. I still have the Broncos finishing ahead of the Raiders because I feel like there, even though AB is still out of there, I still feel like there's still dysfunction there some somewhere. I still feel it's just me personally. I feel. Derek Carr will not be the quarterback for the future for this franchise. But that's just me. But I, my biggest takeaway from this game was the Raiders, man, they, I think they're over the A-B situation. They had a, a strong game. Um, Josh Jacobs, 23 carries, 85 yards, two touchdowns. In his rookie debut, there's only been one rookie running back ever to score two touchdowns in their mm. debut. Ladanian Thomas. Baller. And on defense, they're hard-hitting safeties, hard-hitting young safeties, Jonathan Abrams and Carl Joseph. Like it, Cleveland Farrell uh, getting after the ball. 
you see uh when they score a touchdown, you see Vontaze's perfect reaction on the sideline. They're buying into what John Gruden is selling. So I find, I believe this team is over the Antonio Brown uh drama over the um over the um training camp and preseason. But I just feel like this team won't be able to get over the hump. Not this year. I think they are setting this team up for when they go to Vegas to be a potential contender with the Chiefs, with the uh, Chargers, with the Ravens, and potentially with the Patriots, seeing if Brady still plays or not. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, now, as far as you saying it was just week one, Oakland does have to play Kansas City next week. That's just true. So, Patty. Last year, they it, they had them at the end of the game. It was 30-24, and Mahomes went out in there and Incredible. was able to put. So, <laughs> we'll see if, you know, these guys in Oakland, for real – are able to make this one a game, and Denver goes. They play Chicago at home, correct? Um, seeing how Mitchell Trubisky came out, if Denver is able to get their pass rush, I'm gonna go ahead and take Denver in that game. Yep, in, over, in Denver over Chicago. A big um, banjo revenge game. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> definitely take Denver. Um, we we can see two great uh, pass rushers too, and Khalil Mack and Von Miller. Khalil Mack, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, you got Keem some, Hicks. Yeah, got some young guys on that defense for Denver that. You know, need to start smelling themselves. Wake up a little <laughs> bit because I think that's going to be a wake up call for them. Um, I would say Derek Carr is better than Mitchell Trubisky, so I think yep. they'll be a little bit more comfortable, especially playing at home. Yep. Malha. Moving back to Sunday's NFL action, we have a new segment here where we will be doing each Sunday game. In three words, and then go ahead and breaking down that in a quick little. Fashion. Not one, not two, just three. Three words. <laughs> we'll start off with the Rams and pa- Panthers. I'm gonna go ahead and say golf worth it. <laughs> the contract is he worth it? Now, from how I look at what the Rams were able to come out and do, um, they were able to get Malcolm Brown and their rookie running back Henderson. They drafted in the third round, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. They were able to get him involved. Gurley didn't, you know, play as much, but when he was in the game, you knew he was Todd Gurley. Um, but, you know, as far as the Rams, I don't think they looked as dominant as their previous True. self. Um, you look at this Carolina team, of course they have some young playmakers. Um, but as far as their defense, all they have is Luke Keekley really. That stands out to you. Golf through a pick to James Bradbury. Um, you know, you have Eric Reed in that secondary, but, you know, I just – I don't – see the Rams being that much of a threat this year. I, I think they'll be in the playoffs. Um, this may be a little biased, but I do have my <laughs> Seahawks winning the division. Um, but you look at the Rams' schedule, they do have some tough tough games. Got to go to Chicago later in the year. They, I believe they will take a L and drop to 1-1 one one <laughs> this week in the Saints' revenge game. Yep. Um, I believe they play Dallas down the road. So as far as the Rams, they're going to have some big tests. And with Aaron Donald, you know, it's been a while since I've seen him go a game without a sack. Um, so we're going to have to see how the Rams stack up. <laughs> for me, for this Rams and Carolina game, I have my three words are, where is Super Cam? He hasn't gotten back to his MVP form in 2015 since uh, the devastating loss against the Denver Broncos that year. Going completing 25 passes out of 38, out of 38 attempts, 239 yards, zero touchdowns, and one interception. And most of his completions went to his running back, Christian McCaffrey. And I know Chris McCaffrey is great, but Cam, you can't just dick and uh, dick and dack the ball uh, each play. You have to 
get your receivers open. I, I know I see you t- he targeted DJ Moore ten times, but and Greg Olson. But other than that, like they need the Carolina Panthers need playmakers to, to Cam to throw the ball to. Other than McCaffrey, because McCaffrey can only do can only do so much. Hmm. It's because you, you at the end of the day you need a playmaker on the outside of the ball. Like almost every elite team has that. Kelsey for the um, Chiefs, uh, Saints, Michael Thomas, uh, Rams. Uh, you could say Gurley, but their receivers they go out and get it too. Patriots, yeah, Patriots. Um, Edelman and acquisition AB to, to uh, even further their master plan. So I think the Panthers need to go out and do Cam a service, get him a, a a great playmaker on the outside. I can agree. I can agree. Next game: Redskins versus Eagles. D. Jacks is back. Yes, sir. Jackson. <laughs> it looked good to see him in that ten out there catching bombs on Josh Norman. Tell them they need to go get their money back. <laughs> Carson Wentz came out, played great, 30 for 44. They did start off a little slow, but he was able to fin- finish the game with 380 passing yards, three touchdowns. And when I look at this Eagles team, you know, bringing Deshaun Jackson back. Resilient, for They sure. bring back a deep ball option that they did not have consistently last year. Um, if Carson Wentz is able to stay healthy, I definitely believe they'll be one of the powerhouses in the NFC, one of the few teams I believe can go to New Orleans and bring down the Saints. Um, we saw them last year right there neck and neck with the Saints to the last play. Um, so when I look at this team, I'm, I'm a believer in Philly. Walk it to him, hand it to him. <laughs> Walk it to him. For me, for this game, I have finished the game. The Washington Redskins were up by 17, correct? Mm-hmm. And they could not finish this game. Case Kim had an ex- extraordinary game. Uh, 380 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and you still find a way to lose this game up 17? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just the Philly has this championship DNA that the Washington Redskins don't possess or a coaching difference between Doug Peterson and Jay Gruden, but a 17-point lead going into the half, you can't blow that. That's any NFL team. You can't blow that. So Redskins, I'm not high on them, but I still feel like they're always the 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, and seven team, like average. And this is a game they should have won, a, a tough divisional game they should have won in Philly, the game momentum for the season, but – Somehow they find a, they managed they found a way to blow this game. Now let me ask you: Say Case Keenum puts up a similar stat line to this for the next four weeks, they drop all four. Mm. Do you put Dwayne Haskins in the game just to see what you have? I mean, the season's going to be lost at that point because you know the Eagles and Dallas, the Cowboys yeah. are going to be right around there. I don't think you put Haskins in the game because, from what I'm seeing, just looking at the stats, it's not his fault. The defense aren't isn't doing their job into uh, to holding the lead, but offense as well should be still putting up points, not settling for three and outs and and um giving the game away. So I would not put Haskins in not, not after five weeks. I think when the season is totally in doubt, that's when you have to give it to Haskins. When you're efficiently eliminated, or on the brink, like one game away. Okay, okay. Now I do want to give a shout out to Terry McLaurin. Shout OSU, out OSU. Mike Thomas put me on. <laughs> you look at. Ohio State football players all around the league. You might have to acknowledge that with your, with your Big Ten debate. Oh, you have Mike to, Thomas. That's what I be trying to tell. Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. OSU McClellan, players are going crazy. Malcolm Jenkins. Hey, man. You got to pay some respect there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Next game, Bills versus Jets. The bells are, are ringing. I know that's four. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but bells are ringing. Le'Veon Bell, his first game back after missing an entire season. And this guy just comes out, scores, next play, two-point conversion. I mean, yes, the Jets didn't walk away with the win. But when you look at that team, I believe with guys like C.J. Mosley, 
Jamal Adams, Le'Veon Bell. These are guys who, you know, at some point in their college slash NFL careers have gone through adversity. So you actually have that to where now teams or let me correct myself. The media <laughs> is going to talk about them in a way that, you know, are the Jets done? These are guys that can rally that roster and say, hey, man, we got a good we got a good bunch here. We can go ahead and do something. Look at Sam Darnold. I don't think he played the best. Um, but when it came down the stretch, you know, Josh Allen outplayed him. And in True. that division, right now, you know Brady and them are going <laughs> to win it for. I think this will be the 17th straight year. Crazy. But Dominance. But we need to start seeing who's going to rear their head. We know for a fact it's not going to be the Dolphins. But not this these year. are the two teams that I think are going to be able to set themselves apart. Right now, I think the Jets have the better roster. But you make a debate, the Bills have the better coach. Yep, Sean McDermott, which leads me to my uh, my three words. Who's finishing second? Because we already know New England is going to run away with this division, as they always do for the past decade mm-hmm. plus. But this game just shows me that this is the Bills are one step closer to uh um to clinching that uh second <laughs> second place in the AFC East. Yep. Next, Falcons versus Vikings. Paid Julio, but <laughs> but everything else looks kind of shaky. You have Matt Ryan <laughs> throwing an interception in the red zone. The defense, while they only did allow Kirk Cousins to throw for ninety eight passing yards. Dalvin Cook mm, cooked him. 21 <laughs> carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns with a 5.3 yards per carry. You can't have that if you're Atlanta. You know, you don't even let Thielen and Diggs get the opportunity to cook you. You're letting Dalvin Cook cook you. So when I look at the Falcons, they really need to start getting it together because this is a team which myself personally, I don't know why, people really believe in. So they have a good <laughs> roster. Um, I do think they'll be amongst teams that can go ahead and make a playoff push. Once they catch heat, that's the most dangerous thing. But mm-hmm. now they run the risk of dropping the 0-2 because I, I do believe that's what they'll do with Philly coming to town. This Sunday week. Night Football, NBC. For me, my three words is Captain Kirk back, question mark. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 8 for 10, 98 yards, one touchdown, a beautiful game. He didn't, <sighs> he didn't even have to throw the ball this game as the running game was on. And with Norv Turner coming in and being their offensive assistant, I just think Kirk Cousins this year is going to prove a lot of people wrong. And he's going to show he's a good quarterback. This game, we didn't have to throw the ball. But if they, if they relied, needed him to throw the ball, just looking at his stats, he would have came in and got the job done. Two great receivers on the outside and Thielen and Diggs. Just, well, he did just rush like for a touchdown. Nice. So, you know, when I look Six at Six carries, Cousins, four yards, one touchdown. Yeah, yep. the quarterback dive, mm-hmm. Drew style. I mean, I got to give him his credit. I just think – he gonna prove a lot of. He gonna prove you wrong. We'll we'll have to revisit this with our visuals. <laughs> um, I I I don't think he'll play that way against Green Bay. Mm, you got okay. Chiefs versus Jags, back to back. <laughs> it, will Mahomes repeat as MVP? The I mean, the way it's looking, it's a three man race. It's a three man race. Mahomes, Breeze. And Lamar Jackson. I know, I know. It's only, <laughs> folks, we know it's only week one. But when you have a guy who's coming out here, and of course Jacksonville doesn't have Telvin Smith, but they still have Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye, and this guy is running up to the line, doing no-look passes, saying, oh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Like, he literally threw that no-look pass, 
and told Travis Kelsey, my bad, I got you. Next play, throws a touchdown. <laughs> then later in the game, has an injury. There's a little scuffle, comes back in, throws a touchdown. So when you look at this guy, he's there. He's he has all the tools. He has all the he has the whole package: the arm, the legs, the IQ. Lost the his swagger. lost his best uh, wideout, and Sammy Watkins pick up, picks up the slack. Right, <laughs> right, and he knows how to spread the ball. So when I look at this Chiefs team, you know the defense may not be elite as you know the Patriots. And while if if I had to say who would win. I'm I'm gonna take the Patriots. I think it's I'm comfortable saying the Chiefs will be the two seed, and we'll be seeing an AFC championship between the Patriots and the Chiefs again. For me, my three words is gotta grow up. Come on, Jacksonville, fighting. I know it's a, a hard fought game. It's hot in Duval. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes MVP. He's he's cocky. He has swagger, finesse, but fighting, getting ejected from the game only in the second quarter, I believe. Miles Jack getting ejected, then. I don't even know what to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's right. just, it's just, fit, yeah, struggling off the field. Nick Foles did get hurt. Uh, ho- uh, praying for Nick Foles. Hope he gets better. And they did a great job with his rookie Gardner Minshew. Twenty-two completions for, on twenty-five attempts, two hundred seventy-five yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. But it just feels like it just feels as like the Jags team is immature still. Mm-hmm. Like Doug Marone hasn't got through this one yet to grow up. Right. So ever since they lost the AFC Championship game, this team has been on a downward spiral. So and I had the Jaguars winning this game, so that hurt me, messed up my pick record. So hmm. just they gotta grow up. This now, team has to grow up. I will say I'm very impressed of what I saw of the wide receivers. Oh yeah, DJ Shark from LSU, boot boy for DJ, sure. DJ Shark, Chris Conley, revenge game. Mm-hmm. So um, and DD Westbrook had a touchdown. So when you look at this Jaguars team, if they're able to put the pieces together, I don't think they will be able to keep up with the Texans offensively. But if that defense can just come through. Yeah, they, they were playing an elite offense, right. a top-tier upper echelon offense. They won't, they won't see that every week. Right. So so we'll just have to see. Week one, week one. Um, Titans versus Browns. Slow our roll. <laughs> slow your roll because everybody was riding that Browns <laughs> hype train. And I'm comfortable with saying, I know people said this is kind of like a trap game in week one, mm-hmm. but most people picked the Cleveland Browns for this game. Yep. Especially me. When you saw Odell come out that tunnel in that <laughs> Cleveland uniform, man. You saw Jarvis with the special edition Air Max cleats. I mean, this team just has so much swagger, but we just have to see how long it's going to take them to put it all together. They have the talent. They have the quarterback. You know, we saw this guy break the rookie passing touchdown record. We saw Odell have – Records and Jarvis have records and talk about how elite of an offense this is going to be. Mm-hmm. We just have to see them put the, that together, and I believe that's the biggest thing. For me, my three words are for the Titans-Browns game is, <clears throat> should I buy? Question mark. So this Tennessee Titans team is one of the uh, most anomalies. I don't even know. That's not even a word. Like, they're an anomaly. They beat they beat good teams or teams that are – our favorite to beat them are like quote unquote overhyped, but then they drop games they should win. Mm. This Browns, this uh, not Browns, these Titans team is so unpredictable week in and week out. It's feel like it's any given Sunday with them. Mariota had a great game, showing his his maturity, going two hundred, having two hundred forty eight yards for three touchdowns, and Derrick Henry had nineteen carries for eighty four yards on a touchdown and a receiving touchdown on a, a, a running back screen. So I can't buy into the Titans just yet. I just have to see them put up more wins against quality opponents. I agree. Because they then they go up against, let's say, a weaker team in the AFC, and they drop it. It's like they, they fluctuate year in, uh, week in, week out. So 
the Titans need to get a stack of a stack up more quality wins, and I'll I'll see if I should buy into them or not. My thing with Tennessee, their biggest problem is gone. Andrew Luck has been their biggest problem <laughs> year after True. year after year. He even beat them Week 17 last year in Sunday Night Football to propel his team into the playoffs and knock the Titans out. So mm-hmm. we'll just see how they stack up with him gone. Colts versus Chargers. Enjoy retirement, Andrew. <laughs> the Colts will be just fine. I really like what I saw. Jacoby Brissett. I love. I like I, him too. I really like what I saw out of him. You know, Ty was able to continue to make those plays. Um, you have Marlon Mack, who picked up from where he left off in the playoffs. But I just want to give a shout out to Malik Hooker with I think the play of the week, week one, <laughs> one one-handed mm-hmm. interception. And it's hard to get Philip Rivers. It's hard to get him frustrated in the red zone because he does not make mistakes like that but when you snag a ball like that shout out Ohio State (laughs) that guy made the play of the week in my opinion but as far as the Colts are concerned um if Jacoby Percet comes out and plays like that every week I can see them being an issue true I I I uh, I thoroughly like um Jacoby Percet for me ah got you for me my three words are next boat up Melvin Gordon out with the, his contract issues, but Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson steps up and go have a, a great game. Austin Eckler, 12 carries, 58 yards for a touchdown, while Justin Jackson compliments him with six carries and 57 yards. And Austin Eckler in the passing game, six receptions for 96 yards and two touchdowns. Man. So Prayers to anybody who had to go against Austin, Austin Eckler, Eckler in fantasy. fantasy <laughs> I did, and I lost two games. So this shows that maybe Phillip Rivers' comments over the offseason weren't in bad taste, per se. They were just saying, we have a lot of great guys, and they proved it week one, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. So, now we'll have to next see how, up. They, how they stack against the elite defenses, though. True. Um, but this Colts team in the, uh, the last latter half of last season proved to be a top 15 defense. They were good, quality. Darius Leonard. They did. I just they, think, a, uh, they were playing great football. I just think when you have a quarterback like Phillip Rivers and the rapport he has with Keenan Allen – you're always going to be there offensively. My biggest question for this team is will they be able to stop the high-powered offenses without the services of Derwin James? Okay. That would be true. the biggest thing for me. Now, I did like what I saw out of Brissett, but I can't help to think he wouldn't have played that good if 33 is in the lineup. <laughs> Next, Bengals versus Seahawks. You got what you got. I'm not even gonna go my Seahawks right on this. <laughs> really? Not bad, Zach. <laughs> rookie head coach Zach Taylor goes up to Seattle and loses by one point. When have you ever heard of that for a rookie head coach? It's true. You know, I was very impressed from, from what I saw out of Andy Dalton. Set a new career high in completions and passing yardage in Seattle. It's not an easy thing to do. When you look at John Ross, this is a guy who Marvin Lewis would throw the ball to three times a game and they were RPOs. You have to get this guy involved. He's a game breaker. Speed. We saw the play if you watched this game because <laughs> most people were watching the Dallas game but <laughs> with this John Ross you know 37 seconds left in the half. I don't know what it's about 30 seconds. <laughs> but this week is crazy. John Ross boom 50 yard touchdown to end the half. You know you get this guy involved. I can't wait to see what this offense is going to look up look like with AJ, AJ Green. Green. Yep. Uh Tyler Boyd had a pretty nice game with eight catches for sixty yards. But of course I think John Ross was the biggest story. Now prayers up to Joe Mixon. Hope he can bounce back from this True little injury he has. But 
hey man, with what the Steelers put out there, this could be the second team in the division. Mm, that's bold, y'all. That's kind of bold. I don't know, the man. Second best team in the division. You know how I felt about them cool. without Marvin and that second defense, man. That division. defense, that defense was flying. Second best in the division. Second best in the division. I, yeah, it's just it's week one. It's week one. It's week one. Now, I keep telling now, myself that. Now, <laughs> let's let's. I don't. I'm not saying they'll do anything in the playoffs because <laughs> it's been 40, 30 years since they won a playoff game, but. This is a team you have to go ahead and give your hats off to. Got go you. up to Seattle and put in an effort like that. For me, it's new Seahawks go. All the uh, Seahawks acquisition. Well, not all. I want to say all, but the quali- the uh, the notable Seattle acquisitions had a good game. Jadavion Clowney had a sack and a tackle for loss, and the emergence of rookie DK Metcalf. That boy is four a receptions, eight nine yards. Seattle got they got another one. And I feel like he should get. Appreciated for those pass interference calls. He he <laughs> he warned three pass interference calls, so he would have really had a hundred yards in his debut game. It's very impressive. Very <laughs> DK impressive. Metcalf, good job, good job to uh, him and uh, Clowney coming over from the trade and getting acclimated with the the uh, Seattle defense and uh, you know in over a week. Now I have to tell you, my biggest game of the year is going to be Seahawks versus Saints. I can't wait to see how that matchup lines up. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good one. Russell the Saints Wilson. not up on the show. That's Russell a fact. Wilson, CBS Tony Romo on the call. <laughs> so can't wait to see how that one's gonna go. Next game: 49ers versus Bucks. See you, Jameis. <laughs> you gonna do Jameis like that? See you, Jameis. If Bruce Arians can't fix you, I'm I'm very much of the belief that no one can fix you. And with Jameis coming out, throwing three interceptions, two for a pick six. I know. Richard Sherman got him one. Woo. Shout out Sherman, man. I miss you. Miss you in Seattle, man. But when you look at this guy, I mean, and, you know, they say Mike Evans was fighting an illness. Okay. I can go ahead and acknowledge that. But you have to make better choices. You have to go through all your reads. You've been in the league for a while now. You were a top. You were the number one pick. And you just can't help but think. Marcus Mariota goes up to Cleveland and puts on a show. And you, on the other hand, have a great offensive coordinator that came out of retirement because he he believed what he saw in you, and Mm -hmm. you can't come out like this. I just think Jameis needs to turn it on, and I don't think you know this Thursday night football game is going to be the one that turns it on for him. Me neither. (laughs) It's just very frustrating. But as far as the 49ers, hey, man. I got it. Here they come. Oh my! I have I had prior to the preseason starting the 49ers being the third seed in the NFC, and although their offense struggled with Garoppolo having one TD, one interception, and only 166 yards, boy, that defense. Three ints: Richard Sherman, Witherspoon, the their, uh, pass rush getting to him, Nick Bosa getting there, and DeForest Buckner and Solomon Thomas getting there. They have a nasty front four, man. And they're hungry, bro. This t- and they're Kyle young. Shanahan is going to get this offense right. He's an offensive genius in his own right, similar to uh, Sean McVay. And when that, when uh, he gets his offense going and the defense playing like that, here they come. NFC West, the 49ers, look out for them. They're coming. Now, two things I want to point out. One, prayers up to Tevin Coleman um, fighting a sprained ankle. I do think Matt Breida will step up in a big way. And Rasheem Mozart. Most, yep. He'll have a That's a waiver wire pickup fantasy uh, fantasy people. Or he most shout start. out fantasy here <laughs> on the Pack Life Pod. Um but let me ask you something. Better quarterback at the end of the season. Better Tom Brady 
backup quarterback? Jimmy or Brissett? Or Brissett. Uh, I'm going to ride with Brissett, man. You cow. I'm ride with Brissett. The AFC is AFC is easier. And I believe That is true. The AFC is easier. And I believe Brissett is just playing with less pressure. Even true. though he's coming true, off true, Andrew true. Luck's retirement, Jimmy G's coming off an injury. Yep. He's the he's $100 million man. And this team, you know, he goes down. We've already seen what they are without him. Mm. So, Jimmy G, I think, is under more pressure. I think Brissett will have but a better year. But you said better year. I just, nah, it got to be Jimmy. They pay you if you you pay this quarterback because you know what he can uh what he can produce. They didn't they didn't go out and go out and get him for no reason. They they went out and get him. They went out and got him for the, for them for him to lead them to the postseason and win win quality games, win postseason games, and potentially win the Super Bowl. So at the end of the year, this is one bad game. It is Tampa Bay and their defense is spiraling with the um because they were a uh, bad defense last year, correct? Yes. Yes. So the worst. Yes. So. It's a one bad game week one. I'm not going to over-exaggerate. I think Jimmy will bounce back week two as they play the, let's see. They play the Bengals. I feel, yeah, I think I feel it'll be a bounce back Sensi. game. You're taking, oh, I'm taking Sensi. Why are you disrespecting Jimmy Garoppolo like I like this? what I saw at the red, red BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the year, I do think Garoppolo will have a better year than um, Brissett. Although you are correct that Garoppolo has more pressure than Brissett. Even though Brissett does have pressure being Andrew Luck's successor, quote unquote. Gotcha. Giants versus Cowboys. <sighs> More than forty? <laughs> Did Dak's stock just go up? I think so, man. I, I know this Giants defense isn't, you know, one of the games elite, but no. when you look at how he <laughs> played, man. Zeke only had fifty three rushing yards. This wasn't one of those games where Zeke, you know, took over at the end and put it on ice. Dak was hot. The whole way through. <laughs> now, I do have to give my hats off to that Dallas Cowboys defense. I do think with the young guys that they have on that side, they'll be one of the elite for years to come. Mm-hmm. But number four is special, and I've been saying it. <laughs> he may special. not. He may not. You know, throw for the most yards each week, but he gets it done. The only guy who has more quarterbacks. The only quarterback that has more wins than him since he's entered the league is the greatest. <laughs> it's only Brady. So when you look at that, 25 for 32, 405, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Zeke only toted 13 times. The New York Giants. Come on, Come seriously. On, Come on, man. The Giants. He always plays bad against them. The Giants. He always plays bad against them, man. Nah, the Cowboys do have a relatively easy schedule to start the start the season. It's so sweet. maybe the easy. It is so but easy. I do think he'll come out and show out for all three of them. One down, two to go. My three words for this Giants Cowboys game of the Week One of the NFL season is not Eli's fault. No siree. I, I believe <laughs> thirty completions, forty four attempts, with three hundred six yards, one touchdown. How can you blame Eli for that performance? You can't. You can't. How? I don't think you blame anyone. The Cowboys are just flat out. They are a better team. Just flat out better. Saquon had a a buck 20 and 11 11 carries. Will Saquon lead the league in rushing? No. No? Who you got? Who do I have to lead the league in rushing? Marlon Mack did come off strong. Uh, I got a hot take for you. Ooh. I like Dalvin Cook. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram? He's going to get the totes. 
don't know. It's gonna get the toast. And it's it's looking like they might have to be splitting carries. It looks like they might have to take people out the box. (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) They're gonna be splitting carries with uh, who they they got? Gus Edwards. They had a rookie as well, I believe. Yeah, but you know how Mark Ingram go gets when he gets going. Look at the detail. (laughs) I believe in you, Mark. Come through. Dalvin Cook's gonna have a good, a great year in Minnesota. So, and they're they're more they're more run heavy as well. So, yeah, we know that. I'd like team. Dalvin Cook for for my week one pick to win, be the NFL's leading rusher. We know, we know why they have to be run heavy. Don't disrespect Kurt. We know why. <laughs> Next, Lions versus Cards. Woo! Kyler the Creator. That will be my official nickname for Kyler going forward. Kyler the Creator. While no team came away victorious in this game. I feel like the Cardinals won and the Lions lost. Yep. When you look at the Lions coaching staff to call that timeout in the fourth quarter. Darren Bevel. <laughs> Darryl Bevel. I Darren mean, Bevel. I'm so happy he's out of Seattle, man. <laughs> you know, nothing against him personally, but just some of the decisions he makes. Once you start getting going with a special quarterback, you're the offensive coordinator. Sit back. Just call the plays. If they want an audible, if they want a timeout, they'll call it. You, you see Stafford's back. frustration yeah. after he made the call the timeout. Yeah, man. And I hope Patricia steps up and lets him know, hey, man, let him, let him have it. Because this is the year for them to not finish last. Mm, it's going to be feel, tough. I'm telling it's you, It's going to be tough. I think the Bears may finish 6-10. and 10. Whoa. I went through that schedule. That's a hot take for sure. I, I went through With that, that defense? The defense is special, but the line, the the uh, excuse me, Broncos have finished six and ten, five True. and eleven. So the Bears have more talent than the Broncos. I know, but it's so. just it's just losing a defensive coordinator, Big Vangio, that yep. standard. You know, being as good as you were last year, and I just don't believe in Trubisky. Uh, he 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 really has to show me. Yep. So, but back to the Lions, you know, and the Lions and Cardinals. I think Kyler's going to be special for Yes, he will. Special. I think we're looking at the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yep. I think we're looking at David Johnson putting his name back mm-hmm. in as one of the top backs in the league, catching a touchdown, rushing for 82 yards, and having six catches, you know. And Larry Fitz, Larry Legend, living like Larry. <laughs> Kyler Eight. did have a bad three quarters, though. But in the fourth quarter where the game is on the line, come in and comes through for his team and lead him to overtime. He was on his Tebow-ish. <laughs> And my three words for the for the Lions team is can't get right. Come on, Detroit. They were up by three scores, correct? Eighteen points. Into Eighteen the points, and you blow the lead to a rookie quarterback. I know Kyler Murray is special, though. I love Kyler, but that's similar to what I said about the Redskins. You going into the fourth, fifteen minutes left, and you blow an eighteen point lead. Come on, Detroit. And this is Matthew can't get Stafford, right. Who, in all respect, while Bevel did call the timeout, Matthew Stafford has been here before. Mm-hmm. Case Keenum is not Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford has to put the team on his back and finish that one. So Can't get it right. But shout out to TJ Hawkinson. Rookie tight end, Rookie man. debut, great one. Six receptions, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, man, we need you to keep that up. The tight end production in fantasy is very scarce. <laughs> For sure. And lastly, Steelers versus Patriots. We need to do the Ravens and Dolphins. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Did skip the Ravens Dolphins. Y'all heard Lamar. That's my three words. Y'all heard Lamar. <laughs> Not bad for a running back. He's a baller, man. The Florida boys went home and they did their thing. Hollywood Brown and Gardner. My pick <laughs> for the leading rusher, Mark Ingram. I just think this is the team with that defense. Shout out 
Earl Thomas. Yes, you know, Seattle players just making plays all over the league. <laughs> but, you know, you look at these guys. After week one, I think they're the favorites to win the division. <laughs> For sure. Um, Only team that won. Now, of course, this is week one. I think a lot of things in week one can be, you know, misleading for sure. Except for the fact that most people believe the Dolphins would probably be the worst team in the league. And speaking of that, my three words is tank for Tua. We all know coming to the season that the Dolphins were probably going to be the worst team in the National Football League. And although head coach Brian Flores doesn't want to admit that the team is tanking because he don't he doesn't want to disrespect the game. And in the viewers' eyes, everybody knows this Miami Dolphins team. They need a spark at quarterback, similar to the Cardinals last year, similar to the Browns two years prior. They need a spark, and that quarter and they need a spark. And that spark is in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Tua Tagovailoa will be the first overall pick in the NFL, I believe. You know, I was gonna troll you with my Justin Herbert. <laughs> do it right now. I believe you're right. So, I think we'll see Tua, and it's very possible we may see Judy with him. That'd be crazy. That'd they, be, they have the they have the stock yeah, to trade up. So, we'll see. They what just need to, they need to scrub that old line though, because Fitzpatrick oh, yeah. was out there running. It doesn't matter who you life. have behind center. If you don't have no old line, man, it's gonna get nasty. Yep. Lastly, Steelers versus Patriots. Same old ish. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> you would, you know. I mean, hey, there's not much to say, and I took you know a little bit of heat of this, but when you look at teams. Now, I know that the Patriots are basically going to be there in the AFC Championship anytime, any 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 year. It doesn't really matter. But <laughs> I think it may be time for the Patri- uh, the Steelers to move on from Mike Tomlin. That is so outlandish to I, say. I, you know he can get you 11 wins at best, 12 wins at best. I don't <sighs> think they're winning the division this year. But if they don't make the playoffs, I definitely think it's time for him to go. A two-time Super Bowl champion? You do all this talking about how you're going to be better without A.B. and how you got rid of locker room cancer and you can't wait to see how these guys fly around. And you come out and you can't even give me a touchdown? With your high-powered offense, with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. His his resume, bro. Just... It just feels like the guys aren't playing for him. Mm. Now, we'll have to see how they stack up this week against my Seahawks. But if you give me Maybe. this same effort at home <clears throat> at Heinz Field... Those guys would be calling for his head. Maybe we shouldn't be blaming this on Mike Tomlin, but maybe when you look at the quarterback who contemplated retiring in the season before in Big Ben Roethlisberger. I can acknowledge that. Because Deion Sanders' primetime made a prediction on NFL game day prime saying that Ben Roethlisberger won't finish the season. And at the time, I thought that was crazy to say because Big Ben just led the, season, just led the league in passing yards, like career highs. and Passing attempts. Uh, yeah, yep. so, but looking at it, Maybe Big Ben's not having fun anymore. It's like he, or, he doesn't want to do it. He, like he keeps hitting like when you hit your peak, you can't like beat you. Like the Patriots is their peak. They can't get past them. Right. Every time you keep hitting that wall, it's like it wears you down mentally, physically. So or, maybe Big Ben is might him to, might maybe be time for him to call it quits. Or you just run out of people to blame. Mm. I think that may be it. He's just there's no Le'Veon. There's, there's no, no Todd Haley. You're the star. No Antonio Brown and. Juju, while he did put up fourteen hundred yards last year, he's still relatively young. Mm-hmm. Juju hasn't even Juju's the most uncocky person. He's he's always going to come out and say it was my fault. Yep. But you haven't had anybody in that Pittsburgh uniform that will come out and do that. Mm-hmm. So now, 
Big Ben can't point the finger. We know week in and week out his defense is not going to come out and stack up to the competition. Mm-hmm. But it's all on him now. And I believe Prime's point is very true. I actually have two, three words. One for New England. Mm-hmm. How's business? <laughs> Boom. It's booming, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> they they do this without Antonio Brown. And when Antonio Brown comes in and, and uh, follow the Patriot way, it's going to be crazy. He won't have numbers he had, like he had in Pittsburgh, but at this point in Antonio Brown's career, I think he's going after that ring. Money isn't money isn't his ultimate goal, as all these other sports media are coming out and saying, they're saying, how did A.B. win? Because he didn't get, he lost $30 million, he got $10 million. A.B. said on LeBron's shop, the money not an issue. He's, right. he's already well paid, endorsements and everything. It's all about legacy now for A.B., and that legacy will be attempting to get a ring with the New England Patriots. I could definitely see him getting a ring in two possibilities for him. If that two and Jerry situation works out. I could see him going home to Miami, mm-hmm. or I could definitely see him going to Baltimore. If Lamar Hollywood, is able to keep yep. this up, he just has to change the league's perspective on him. Because right now they're painting him as the bad guy, but if he changed that perspective, show that he bought into the Patriots, they could show the teams that hey, I could buy into your system as well. Hmm. But I like it. Let him hate. <laughs> I'm saying like I don't. I'm not worried. I'm not about worried it. about him either. And they, my wait, what's that? They they hate the great players. Yep, all the great Tio, players. They right. they said Moss had a bad attitude. They hate Chad. Yep, it, it is what it is. I if think you can a- produce. I really don't, and that's the thing I said about Oakland. There was nobody in there to go ahead and be like, "Come on, man, yeah. you got to get right." He has a coach. He has a quarterback. He has former players on the coaching staff. Gerard Mayo, who can go up to him and say, "Let's get right, man." And what's a better motivation than um, six championships? Nothing. <laughs> you just take them down the hallway and say, "Look at this, man." Yep. This this is yours. So, we're all good. <laughs> and my second three words, actually four words for the Steelers is, Juju, you're on the clock. No more AB. No more Le'Veon. You can't, you can no, like you were saying with Big Ben, you can no longer blame anybody. It's time for you to step up, Juju. I know he had six catches for 78 yards on eight targets. Hear me but- out, though. But as a number one receiver, that production is not good enough. You need to be you need to be exceptional. Hear me you need to be like DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, the great receivers. Hear me out. Eight targets and six grabs on Stephon Gilmore is very good in my. But book. some of them catch were in garbage time. I understand that. But what are we doing giving ten targets to, to Dante Ron- Moncrief? <laughs> well, also was getting like, irking my nerves because I have Jay Watson on my fantasy team. Was Ryan Switzer? was heavy in their rotation. But we know that he needs to be that slot guy. Yes, I agree. Can we get five more targets to Juju and five <laughs> to James Washington? Why is Dante Moncrief getting red zone looks, Big Ben? That's all I want to know. <laughs> After he dropped that pivotal fourth down, they should, at that point, should have just... You don't have to take about his, the game. Stop looking I mean, his way. He, he's a big receiver. He looks good on the field. Go ahead and you know put him on the field. But don't throw him the ball, especially when you need something. He's critical, he, he critical didn't moments last in of the Indianapolis game. for a reason. <sighs> but that is all for our Sunday breakdown in three words for each game. And our last segment today will be our Thursday night football breakdown. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to go ahead and take Carolina in this one. I see Cam Newton being maybe not Cam of old. He'll probably have around 200 passing yards. McCaffrey finna go. Oh, McCaffrey's going nuts. But I think Cam will probably get his first rushing touchdown of the season. I think the Carolina 
Panthers will have a considerable amount of takeaways on defense, and I think we will see a very red Bruce Arians on the sideline. The Panthers are favorite six and a half points over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'll take the over. At looking at it currently, at looking at it currently, I'll take the over. So Carolina is going to win this game. I'll say. Uh, I think Tampa Bay on offense gonna come out slinging it though. Oh yeah, I think they will. I'm going Carolina twenty eight seventeen. Twenty eight seventeen. Hmm. Twenty seven twenty. Twenty seven twenty. Yeah, I think Jameis blows a late game winning drive again, and the questions of is he should he still be their quarterback arises in Tampa Bay. I can agree with that. I like that score. I like that score. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all. That was fun. For me, Damon, <laughs> and, and and Bruiser, yes sir, yes sir. We will be coming to you every week Tuesday to break down Monday night football action, Sunday's NFL action, give you a breakdown of Thursday night football, and going forward as the NF NBA and more comes into fruition, we'll mm-hmm. be giving you updates for that. This is the Pack Life Pod signing Sign- off. <laughs> signing off, yes sir.